0: to no concessions it's another movie podcast uh this time featuring sycophants and weirdos uh who do things such as not buy concessions from a concession (laughs) stand because they're too expensive i went to the movies the other day to watch godzilla king of monsters the other day meaning yesterday Mm. uh and that shit was cool but i paid six dollars for a medium drink
1: yeah so never no, don't do it oh so i could pour vodka in it so. <laughs> just,
0: just
2: drink the vodka yeah, yeah. just bring just bring a plastic bottle with the vodka already in there
0: well the problem is they're fucking there's the gestapo in the movie theaters <laughs> who will snitch on
1: you do they wait do yeah they... i've gotten snitched on by people Like, what are you doing yeah right <laughs> who does this affect
0: i'm just sitting here not trying to pay eight nine dollars for a beer uh, a 12 ounce can Mm. at the concession stand so i brought in a half pint with me that works and
2: like i just
0: don't want people to snitch
2: i don't know why people do it it's so weird so so the other week my wife and i we went and saw john wick three um we swung by target beforehand though because it's right next to it and we actually scooped up uh just a big bottle of white wine unchilled of course because we're classy stuck that in her purse walked in and uh, we were just Taking slugs off that thing in the movie. Just super obvious, like giant <laughs> bottle of wine, just taking slugs. I ended up like spilling it all over my pants and everything. It smelled like shit. But... <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Get, get drunk prices. at the movie theaters, everybody. <laughs> do
1: it. It's worth it. Unless you go to the bathroom a whole lot like I do. Mm. In which case, get drunk before you go <laughs> and ride that shit out after you go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on this week's edition
0: of No Concessions, we've got foreign movie names, a review of Hudson Hawk, and no concessions the titular segment let's let's
2: introduce everybody who's here today how about you start us off hello my name is sean i have seen a movie once or twice um that's that's pretty much all i got for now all right
1: that works and who are you it's your boy Charles, I've never watched anything in my life before today.
2: (laughs) The first movie he's ever
0: seen is Hudson Hawk. Off to a great start. (laughs) Yes, it's me, Denzel. You may have known me from a previous podcast. That's really about it. (laughs) This is a brand new show. No concessions. <laughs> Tales about awful people and exploring different subgenres of movies. This week's subgenre is passion projects <laughs> <laughs> by actors who mm. uh, just were really popular for one thing and tried to branch out. Didn't really work out for them. That's the entire subgenre. There. Yep.
1: Well, for at least for uh, this particular actor, he was able to just go back to that one thing, and it's worked out pretty well for the 30 years since.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> playing exactly. the same the
1: same kind of character every time. Before we get into
0: that, let's do let's drop into our first segment. Yes, sir. This week we've got American movie names translated for overseas. Uh, this time, Sean and I are going to try to guess uh the country of origin oh, okay. right. and which franchise they're associated
1: with so these are these are all franchise movies well yeah. no what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you the english the english name uh the translated english name of the film and then uh you got to try to guess try to guess the country of origin mm-hmm. and the name of the film so the name of the film first or either one whichever one you can think of first give it to me we'll see uh we'll see how many of these you can get okay the first one is The Prison for Angels.
0: Hmm. The Prison for
2: Angels? Prison for Angels. I'm trying to think.
1: That's got to be like Chinese, right?
0: It is not. Japanese? Nah. It's, dirty knees. No, no, no. It's, 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 <laughs> look at these. Oh, look at these.
2: Uh the pri- the Prison for Angels. Hmm. Only For some reason I just keep thinking of no country for old men, but I don't I don't know oh, One definitely. of those words kind of works. So. <laughs>
0: Oh hmm. my god, this is way harder than I thought it would be. Can we get a can we get a hint
1: on the country? It's in Europe. It's in Eastern Europe. It's in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Okay. Is this fucking Czech. Is nope. that a Ukrainian yeah. movie? No. Damn. There's so many this countries. Is right?
0: right. Is it <laughs> Croatia? There's a, lot, there's
1: a lot
2: over there. Um, Were what they was it in again? Eurovision? I didn't watch it. It yeah, was. It was Prison for Angels. Is the that The Prison one? for Angels. The Prison for Angels. <laughs>
1: <sighs> what, what year was it released? Oh, what year was it released? I should have written that down. <laughs> 1994. 94. The phone
2: came
0: out in 94. Uh, I, I, damn. <laughs> I, man, <laughs> is it, it released. <laughs> uh, oh, is it the Green Mile? Uh, you're real close. Ooh. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. Nice. What the
1: nice? Fuck? The Prison for Angels. That is the Romanian title. Romanian. <laughs> the Prison for Angels? Oh, I mean, is it? No, that's not. I was thinking there was definitely
2: three eight, mile where not, not a lot like, of angels in there. He's like spitting up flies or something like well, that. Well, that's good. when he takes the uh, he takes the, like, diseases and, and people's demons. It's yeah. It's supposed to be like the demons but being released. But that would make sense if, uh, if it were Eight Mile. <laughs> 8 Mile? Or the Green Mile. Uh, very different. I mean, I'm no shooting out anymore. demons from his mouth.
1: Yeah, if it were the Green Mile, uh, maybe because a dude straight up has magic power, healing powers in it. Mm. Sawshank? No idea.
2: Yeah, very weird. Well, I mean, Andy Dufresne, you could say he was an angel. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> he crawled through 10 <laughs> miles oh sure All right, let's hit this
1: next one. Mm-hmm. He's a ghost.
0: <laughs> is it ghost? Dad? <laughs> is no. it
1: just ghost? It is not. <laughs> He's a ghost. a ghost. It can't be China because they have
0: things against supernatural shit. <laughs> exactly. Did it really? It is China. It's China. It's
1: China. He's a ghost. <laughs> it's got an exclamation <laughs> point, so I have to say He's it. A- <laughs> what oh, fucking movie is that? Um, He's a ghost. What year was it released? I think this was. I should have written down the date. T- <laughs> 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 this film was released in 1999. 1999. Is it The Matrix? It is not. He's a ghost. Um, what genre movie is it? Thriller? Drama. Supernatural thriller. Oh, is it, is it I See Dead People one? Yeah, it's a Sixth Sense. sense. Yeah, Sixth six Sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixth That <laughs> was okay. going to be my next <laughs> a, <cent>. you, <laughs> If you ask for another hand, on am like, <laughs> it's a spoiler a ghost. for the movie. <laughs> that's a terrible, terrible that's title. Awful. That's, that's really bad. <laughs> Uh, Chinese audience doesn't have time
2: to wait for that third act to reveal. How can, we, how can we keep people uh, guessing? Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> he's a ghost. <laughs> Damn, that's fucked up. Maybe they thought they were talking about Hilly Jo Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Could be. The Night of the Cold Noses. Fargo. Nope. Damn. 101 Dalmatians. Yes.
1: No, okay.
0: get out of here, dude. What is this? Yes. I, feel like, I feel
2: like Denzel saw the list before, I'm a, I'm a before the segment. I'm <laughs> a movie god.
0: This is what I was born to do. I've seen so many fucking movies. <laughs> I Cole, My next guess was that mush movie across the Arctic with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, uh, oh uh, Snow, dogs? Snow Dogs? Snow
2: Dogs. Snow Dogs? Is Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs. I say
0: below,
1: but that's a very different film that also involves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goddamn, dude. <laughs> what country is that? That's the
2: Spanish title. That's a Spanish title. Yeah.
1: Capital S Spanish. I'm
2: impressed, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, I'm impressed, impressed right, right now. Dude, like, dude, this one's was, extra stupid. I'm going to guess this one. That was quick.
0: First guess. I, uh, dude, I'm so shocked that I got that. I'm fucking,
1: I'm so good. I don't even know
2: how you arrived at that one. All right. Let me get a chance to redeem myself then. <laughs>
1: What's next? The next one is Please do not touch the old women. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, I'm kind of lost on this one. Can we get a country of origin? Italy. Please do not touch the this old. Is, the is that title? just
0: the sign that they hang out in the streets for all the dudes? <laughs> like, hey guys, they have to. Please, <laughs> <Get out laughs> <there>. please, men, <laughs> please, stop touching the old women. God damn don't it, touch the fucking old Sicilians! Women. <laughs> you're very um, handsy. Don't at me, Sicilians. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> God, you want to take this one? I'm trying. I'm trying.
2: I'm processing here. This <sighs> film was released in 1967. 67. Is it is oh, it the bicycle thief? Oh, no, I, that's that's I know an it. Italian. I
0: know film it. Now. I have to know it. I okay, think. what do you I, got? Do you mind if I guess? Please. Is it the Graduate? It is not. Oh, oh. fuck! That's the only movie That'd I be know. That'd yeah. translation. <laughs> <for The Graduate. laughs> that's the Please only one not that touch I know. The Graduate the also kind of an overrated
1: movie. It's definitely an overrated movie.
0: People, I don't know why people love that movie so much. Because so many people want to fuck teachers. Yeah, yeah, and it was a weird relationship. Is that a too. common? Is it a common thing? You think? I mean, when you were in middle school, I mean,
1: I it, had like one teacher.
2: Actually, in high school, actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, when you're young, my math it makes teacher. Sense. But when you're in college, it's like seventh grade when I was blossoming dynamic. into a young man. Yeah, the dynamic yeah. is a little weird <laughs> in college because you're
1: adults, but it's also like there's that weird pirate dynamic thing. Yeah.
0: So it was released in '68,
1: okay. '67, '67. It is a comedy. Is it like one of those? uh Is it like a Thelma and Louise type thing? no fuck I don't this one I haven't actually seen this movie well I haven't seen I've seen the musical is it like a musical adaptation so there was a film the original film was in 67 Mm -hmm. it was adapted to a musical Mm -hmm. and then that musical was adapted into a film oh mamma mia no fuck (laughs) (laughs) mamma mia was originally a musical
0: okay well I have no fucking yeah, idea. I'm, I'm stumped, I've, only seen, I've
1: only seen the remake, the musical remake of this one. I'm stumped. Is on it this cats? It is not cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We got to talk about cats.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm lost. Yeah. I'm lost. What do you got? What is it? This is the producers. Oh, oh. I wouldn't
0: have been able to guess yeah, that. Mel
1: Brooks' film, The Producers.
0: And that was remade. It was remade, I feel
1: like, like four like or five years ago. No, it was like 2006. Was it really 2006, that 2006. long ago?
0: That had uh, the
1: dude who voiced, voiced Timon in it, yeah, right? Andy uh, mm, Kindler. Yeah, 2005. It was um, such a great film. Uh, that was Nathan Lane. Nathan mm-hmm. Lane. And Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought Nathan Lane was Andy
1: Kindler. It's a very weird mistake to make. Yeah, the uh, the famous song uh, "Springtime for Hitler" <laughs> <laughs> came from uh, the producers. Uh, the producers. I forgot well. Uma Thurman was in that movie. I always forget Uma Thurman because I don't like how her face looks. I think my brain just like <laughs> what's what is it? The eyes? They're I just too the far eyes. apart. Yeah. Is that is that the thing? She looks like a looks like a hybrid. <laughs> like the an alien human
2: hybrid. But you're saying you would like if you if you had a chance to to you know take Uma Thurman out to a nice dinner, you know, see what happens. You're, you're telling me you wouldn't do it.
1: Only if she wore uh, that wig from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Good call. Short black hair frames her face well. It does. Long Good hair call. makes her face look really long. Fair enough. Why the long face, Uma? <laughs> Is it because <laughs> you God. miss your home planet? <laughs> <laughs> All right this next one is a film that i enjoy a lot uh super speeding cleaning evil accounts that's got to be ghostbusters nope cleaning accounts cleaning
0: evil accounts cleaning okay so super cleaning super speeding speeding super speeding cleaning evil accounts cleaning evil accounts was this like torque or something no
1: but it's kind of close
0: is it a racing movie
1: no no it is not a racing movie Hmm. it is a supernatural action
2: film supernatural action supernatural it was action. released
1: relatively recently and really uh kind of flew under the radar oh
2: relatively recently nicholas cage is in it is it gone in 60 seconds it is not gone in 60 seconds
1: oh was
0: it uh it's that one uh the the skull head thing
2: ghostwriter ghostwriter no no nope oh At this point, i'm just it? gonna start throwing out nicholas cage movies is um, it mandy nope it flew uh, under the radar, you said. Flew under the radar. N-
1: I Nicholas feel like Cage I feel
2: like you could say that for a good number of Nicholas Cage films. Yeah, well, he makes fucking five a he <laughs> he's, he's, he's incredibly in broke. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's,
1: that's why I was okay telling you it's Nicholas Cage yeah, because that doesn't really narrow it down at all. There are at least five <laughs> movies that he's been in that kind of fit this description. Is it Bad Lieutenant? Nope. It's super, oh, Because that's the movie's not supernatural. Yeah. Mm. This movie came out in
2: 2011. Ghost Rider was a good, was a good guess, though.
1: I've,
0: I'm, is it Wicker Man? Nope. And that was early 2000s. Was same, it? similar energy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Again, the same thing about Nicolas Cage movies.
0: Oh, it's uh, Seventh Son? Nope. Or the, the Wizard's Apprentice? Nope. No? Wasn't he? He was in The Magician's Apprentice. Mm. That's not the movie? Not the movie. <laughs> God damn it. Um,. Is it the last Witch Hunter?
1: Nope. <laughs> that, <laughs> was,
0: that was a Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> this one's all right. I give up. Do you have any more guesses?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. All right, I don't. This is Drive Angry. Drive, Drive Angry. Angry. Drive Angry is wild. We'll have to talk about it on the show sometime. I have That's not basically actually seen that ghost film. Rider, it's but basically with a Ghost car. Rider.
2: Okay, but William
1: okay. Fitchner uh, gives probably my favorite performance in a long time <laughs> as the accountant. <laughs> He's just this supernatural. He's like this demon who uh, is like trying to collect soul, like on Nicolas Cage's soul, and he just gets to be like this weird, cool asshole the entire time. It's very fun. I'm gonna it's have to, to say, uh, Drive Angry is super underrated. That's the that was the tie. Uh, that was the tie title.
0: That was that was the one with Amber Heard as as Nick Cage's daughter. Yeah, mm. and he's got to rescue his daughter from a cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was <laughs> I would have
1: never known that. That well, shit's wild. And let's see this last one: mm-hmm. meetings and failures in meetings. That's got to be like the office space, right?
0: No. God, does it have anything to do with meetings? Yes. Office type meetings. Is it Glen Gary Glen Ross? Yeah, <laughs> Glen Gary Glen
1: Ross? <laughs> uh, What country and what year? Uh, the country is China, and the year is as if the country would actually two thousand and three.
0: Two <laughs> thousand hmm. and
1: three. I don't know. Is it a comedy? Uh, it stars a comedic actor. What was the title? One more time. Meetings and failures in meetings. I almost just told you the actual title. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a big name comedic it? actor. Was in it Bing Cook? No meetings who would have been popular in 2003 are they big now um and well he's more of a i guess he's a comedy legend i guess is is it is bill murray in this it is bill
2: murray okay so lost in translation yes sir lost in translation Uh. oh i was gonna say that damn it that one counts as mine though i was gonna (laughs) say that i was gonna that one counts as mine
1: yeah
0: absolutely you got it do you have any other ones
1: uh i could probably pull one more up I have a list open in another tab. I will marry a prostitute to save money. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty woman? woman. It's pretty it's, woman. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say pretty woman. Yeah, that's a Chinese title.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that he, he doesn't, but it has nothing to do with saving money though. No, yeah, I, we, uh, weird, nonsensical
1: I, title. Let's do one more. I like this one. this one. Richard Gere deserves better. Just one probably, hopefully, this one to be a little more difficult than the last two. Uh, the desire to win. That's so Is that over the top? No. Oh, God. The Desire to Win. What was the release date? This film came out in 1985. (sighs) Is it Rambo? It is not Rambo. Does it star Sylvester Stallone? It does not. Does it star Arnold Schwarzenegger? It is not an action film. Is it Field of Dreams? It is not Field of Dreams. Is it Remember the Titans?
2: (laughs) That was was a little later than (laughs) the 80s.
1: 1985. Not an action film. It is a I guess a teen comedy. A teen comedy eighty five is it Ferris Bueller's Day Off? It is not. It Mm. is in a similar vein, but also supernatural. Also oh, is it Weird Science? It's not Weird Science. That was another one I was thinking about doing. Oh.
0: Which in itself sounds like a foreign movie title. (laughs)
1: Like something you would just make up. Hmm. The desire to win.
0: I don't know, man. The reanimator? I have no idea. Is it the (laughs) reanimator? Is it it Johnny? The one with Johnny Five? What's that movie? Oh, um,
1: what is that movie called? It escapes me right now. Uh, Well, if it's not, if all right, this is the second film that this that the lead actor was in, where uh, he has a weird, there's like a weird sex thing almost happens to him. A weird sex thing. Is it the fly? It is not the fly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, famous teen comedy, the fly.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh um, shit. I don't know, man. This is this is fucking hard. This is this is, this is, this is hard. hard. It's so generic. Um damn i'm still reeling from being able to get 101 that was <laughs> yeah, pretty quick
2: i'm still impressed i'm not gonna lie i'm still very impressed i damn dude that was a fucking I don't swish, know. i'm throwing the towel on, on this one uh,
0: uh teen comedy 1980s it wasn't red dawn <laughs> it was not red comedy <laughs> uh it, w- it can't be no because revenge of the nerds is not supernatural yeah Unless if you count that Dunes Ability It's not, It's not Meatballs, is
2: it? No. No.
0: Um, it's not that one movie, Animal House, that everybody praises but is actually not that good.
2: You don't like Animal House? I don't I think do it's as like good
1: Animal. as people think it is. Fair enough. I think it's funny at times, but I don't think it's like, holy shit, this is a legendary film. I mean, maybe
0: possibly in the 80s it was or whenever it came out in the 70s. I
1: mean, Jim Belushi was a money printing machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, was uh, he? For a long time. Yeah, dude. Anything he was in was fucking... Okay.
0: Well, fuck. Anyway, I give up as well. It's Teen
1: Wolf. Teen Wolf, oh, fuck. And uh, okay. the weird sex thing. So it's Michael J. Fox, and he was also in uh Back to the Future. Uh, he fucks his mom. Yeah, and the Teen Wolf, um, the head cheerleader wants to fuck him, but as the wolf. Oh, it's a very weird, uncomfortable scene.
0: That's yeah <laughs> for <absolutely>. you, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, She's like, right. yo we should fuck and he was like yeah we should definitely fuck and he's like but i want to fuck you as the wolf He's like well i don't <laughs> <He's> like well team was <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. a fucking bizarre film just conceptually yeah absolutely back when they made fun movies
0: anyway so that that does it for foreign movie names That does it for foreign movies well time. done
2: though well done do thank you i'm impressed i'm not gonna lie thank you i appreciate <laughs> it i mean we only
0: got
1: like what four of the seven but st- i feel like that's
2: still pretty good yeah you got uh that's pretty good.
1: you got prison for angels you got he's a ghost you fucking he's nailed. a ghost he's a ghost, he's a ghost. He's, a ghost. <laughs> he's a ghost you fucking nailed night of the cold noses <laughs> yeah that one swish baby and then uh what was the second to last
0: one i did uh <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> yeah uh, don't touch the old ladies, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
0: one, whatever that one was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got I don't remember anyway. It, it's fine. We finished the game. Congrats. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Woo! Uh, coming up next uh, the Hudson Hawk review after these messages. What up? It's Denzel. I want to take this brief intermission to remind you, the listener, that we've got a super rad Patreon that you should check out. Patreon.com slash no concessions. It features exclusive content such as a bi-monthly newsletter with community contributions, as well as interviews, reviews, and more. On top of that, you get the bonus content that we put out on a regular basis, which includes our Doctor Who recap show, which still doesn't have a title, as it turns out. Who knew? And our made-for-TV review podcast i want to give a big thank you to all the patrons who keep this show putting along adrian t ash princess midna brian r cjw charles s chet brown dad who's none of our fathers daniel w destro the siege doug drew dynamo emilio r final cake fish nipples for sale fun kilo James A. W., Juice Campbell, Mel J., Mike C., Overlord Dean, Patrick, Philip M. M., Piggy Nucka Cosplay, Rare Steak, Rory M., Sacred Fire, Samurai Jack the Face Ripper, Sol G., Scythode, Spirit Fury Fire, Swervelo, Vidal S., Walshrus X the X Janitor X, and Zack D. K. Thanks everybody for contributing to the Patreon and we look forward to putting out some more dope shit for you guys. Now, uh, back to the show back to the show. all right and we're back ads baby the ads for things not actual ads but just kind of ads i guess i don't know you'll see well you've already, heard already heard. seen you've you've they heard. know yes absolutely anyway they've been exposed the genre that we're exploring today is passion projects by actors who are really good at other things but you know their passion project didn't actually work out for them unfortunately and now they just do the same thing over and over again and they're really bitter about it bruce willis like you've never seen him before
2: The classic, smug, smirking (laughs) anti-hero that you would never expect.
0: (laughs) This week's movie is Hudson Hawk, starring Bruce Willis, Danny Aiello, Andy McDowell, Richard E. Grant, Sandra (laughs) Bernard, Donald Burton, and James Coburn. It was directed by... Michael Lehman, produced by Joel Silver. Screenplay by Stephen E. souza and Daniel Waters. Story by Bruce Willis and Robert Kraft. It's not the Robert Kraft from the New England Patriots, if you're wondering. <laughs> That'd be
1: real <laughs> that's, weird. That's good to know. I mean, diversify your shit, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Uh, the budget of this movie was $65 million, and Yikes. the box office
2: was seventeen point two. Yeah, baby. Oh, God. I mean, seven, $17.2 million. That's a lot of money, though, but maybe not for a $65 a million 65. Dollar budget <laughs> movie. And not considering
1: how <laughs> many, especially at the time, how many of these actors are like were huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bruce Willis coming off of uh, the second Die Hard, I think, at this point. Andy McDowell coming off of Groundhog Day. Like, yeah yeah robert like richard e grant like they people were it's a lot of solid actors whose careers were all in good shape who just had a fucking bomb (laughs) yeah yeah
0: it was really weird and like for a blockbuster movie like that that seems like kind of a low budget oh shit this is before groundhog day sorry Mm. you know what i mean because 65 million dollars like relative today to today would be considered like a tiny budget
1: right right Yeah, yeah it's crazy how quickly that ballooned
0: yeah absolutely very strange well this movie to summarize is about a cat burglar who gets out of prison and is immediately thrust back into the life that he wanted no part of (laughs) and becomes a burglar again uh in order to advance the scheme of a couple a really weird couple does he go back to prison does he escape with his life there's only one way to find out and it's with this review (laughs) All right, so the movie starts off with Bruce Willis getting out of prison mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and as he doesn't even leave the prison and his, <laughs> his, poor, his parole uh,
2: officer is forcing him back into the life of crime. Yeah, his
0: <laughs> parole officer
2: immediately approaches him and he's just like, "Yo, I got this job for you, dog." <laughs> he's just that good. Hudson Hawk? He's just that good, man. Yeah unparalleled unparalleled
0: he's been in prison for 10 years and managed <laughs> to keep up his skills while in prison yeah, he's been burglary shit all over the place and he didn't he didn't escape he didn't he has these great skills of burglary and he just <laughs> didn't escape he was just stealing packs of cigarettes from people is that what he was doing he was heisting toilet paper i don't know but prison. it had to involve
2: a grappling hook and a couple of lock picks i feel like that's like his Uh, yeah yeah, that he just filed down from toothbrushes (laughs) and soap (laughs) prison (laughs) lock picks
0: hell yeah dude so after leaving prison his boy tommy picks him up tommy takes him to his rapidly gentrified bar i guess not rapidly it's been 10 years it has been 10 years it's
1: it's been a decade shit changes
0: yeah so tommy's got this bar that's been gentrified and hudson hawk is
2: in there eddie he's like yo what the fuck happened in here (laughs) One thing I really like about this whole scene and it kind of I feel like it kind of sets the tone for the ridiculousness of the movie is he's super excited about his cappuccino. You know, he gets it whoosh, the dude in uh little bow tie slides on the bar him, and as soon as he picks it up to drink it you just see like this silenced pistol shot just like blows the cup out of his hand like this dude just discharges <laughs> this firearm in this super crowded like fancy kind of bar just like shoots a cappuccino <laughs> out of his hand and then he, like waves it he, 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 come and on over bruce willis like, it's just this is back in the days when people didn't know how silenced weapons work for whatever <laughs> reason still just shooting it like across the bar like there's like 120 people in there and he's just <laughs> like Like, where did the bullet go? That's what I'm saying. It, like, went into the bar. There was, like, five bartenders back there. It was
0: awful. And that's, that's like, kind of the going joke of the movie yeah uh, he does get a cappuccino at the beginning from eddie when they go to lunch or some shit but he doesn't drink it though he spills it yeah he spills it and he's like it has the perfect amount of foam <laughs> and then he goes to eddie's bar and it gets shot out of his hand where a bunch of waiting italian mobsters are for some <laughs> reason i mean granted it's a comedy movie so you
1: can't it's harder to like critique the realism i mean they're called the mario brothers uh, yeah dude it's it's weird because this film is ostensibly a comedy but it's still
2: like no one it's like they know it's supposed to be a comedy but they also don't and that was one of the things i felt about it too it's like it's a comedy that isn't exactly funny you know it's not in the way that it aims to be right yeah It has moments. Don't get me
0: wrong. It's like slapsticky in ways and it doesn't do a good job of like expressing the comedy that it's going
2: for. There aren't even like actually good jokes in the movie. They all just clunk. They all just really fall flat. A lot of the actual written jokes and everything like visual gags and things like that are funnier. Yes. But yeah, a lot of them fall pretty flat. Eventually Hudson Hawk realizes He named himself after
0: a bird, the Hudson Hawk, uh, because he's flighty or something like that. And maybe
2: he likes to eat rats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought it was because he's from Jersey, yeah, Hudson River. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he describes in that oh-so-sensual scene uh, with uh, Andy McDowell uh, how hawk is a cold cold wind blowing across something, or I don't know. (laughs) Tried to seem super (laughs) mysterious and badass like, dude, you're from Hoboken, Jersey, <laughs>
0: <laughs> And you were in prison for 10 years. Do, are they teaching you poetry in there? Or did they put you in stasis? How did you remember? How did you maintain all that knowledge that you had? And hey. It's
1: uh, that future prison from uh, The Running Man. Where just <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I'm sorry. We skipped the most important part. The preamble to mm, the movie. Mm. All about Da Vinci's inventions. Right, right. I forgot all about that shit. You
2: mean the part where they're all talking in Italian and then there's one random gold? Gold? Like a couple, like yeah. English? Word. Yeah. Gold. <laughs> I actually looked, so I looked that up and I believe the Italian for gold is oro. Goro. Oro. 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 Oro.
1: Oro. 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 I think. Uh, I can double check. Well, we use the, for a lot of the elements, we use the uh, the Latin, like the, we get the symbol, like the yeah, the atomic symbol from Latin. Mm. and it's a AU is gold. So in Italian, it's pretty close to.
0: Okay. All right. Anyway, I did not know that.
1: Just some fun science.
0: Anyway, (laughs) Da Da Vinci's found out how to make the philosopher stone in essence. (laughs) He can make lead into gold without issue by
1: shining sunlight on it. And then just apparently decided not to do it anymore. Yeah, he was (laughs) like, metallurgy's too dangerous. (laughs) He he watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist and was like, nope, (laughs) the world's not ready. Yikes. (laughs) These two brothers did what to their mom? (laughs) Oh
0: my God. (laughs) Can't believe this. Yeah, so going back to, I guess, current time in the movie, Mm -hmm. they're at the bar. The Mario brothers are in effect like, yo, uh, come fuck with us or we're going to kill you. And this is much more of a threat, obviously than the parole officer who in effect said like, yo, if you don't do this, I'm just going to make it so you go back to prison.
1: Right. Step it up immediately from you're going to go to jail. You're going to go back to jail to we're going to fucking (laughs) fucking kill you. (laughs) If you don't steal this magic from Italy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And then I know, at some point Eddie Hudson Hawk says I'm I'm trying to be
1: rehabilitated out here. And I was just like that's what prisons for. Yeah, the prison right. is the rehabilitation part. And you're white so they were like probably actually trying. <laughs> 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 oh
0: shit. And okay. I don't remember how it got to this point, mm-hmm. but they get into like a car chase. That's a,
2: oh, fantastic. Are you, are you talking about the ambulance scene? Yes. Yeah. Which oh, is, which, yes, is, yeah. which is which is a masterpiece. I'm not going to lie. Okay, that scene is a
0: masterpiece. So, <laughs> to, to get to that point, uh, what happens is Eddie, in his own bar, picks up a bottle of champagne to these guys with a gun at their table, <laughs> who've already he, shot at him. Already shot, <laughs> and it inside. proved to be
2: a good shot. That cappuccino yeah. cup is very small. Yeah,
0: exactly. And he breaks. Tommy breaks a bottle over one of their heads and for whatever reason, they just don't just shoot him. Right <laughs> yeah. Like, get you know,
1: this guy out of here. They only had the one bullet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait for the
2: right moment. And the guy was like, well, fuck this dude's cappuccino. <laughs> I want to prove a point, but I don't want to go crazy. <laughs> it's like, but Luigi, we only have the one bullet. <laughs> it's like, no, trust me, this will make a great statement. <laughs> he, there's one thing we know about Eddie
1: Hudson Hawk, whatever his fucking last name is, <laughs> is that he fucking loves cappuccino. <laughs>
0: He'll be back here at Tommy's Bar ordering one before you know it. They really just had to fuck his day over. (laughs) So what they do is they bang Hudson Hawk uh, over the head with whatever.
1: I don't remember what. They may as well fucking karate chop him. It's equally (laughs) stupid.
0: And they have like an ambulance waiting outside very quickly, uh, probably just around the corner or whatever. And they scoop him up, put
1: him in. What a weird... like they were already there to coerce them into doing it was, was that gonna be part of the heist was that the plan was <laughs> to use the ambulance in the heist to get the little the tiny horse statue
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just a plan b maybe like what if he doesn't go with us? should we get the ambulance yeah should bring yeah. it just in case <laughs> just in case we just have an ambulance first of all we managed
0: to get our hands on this very valuable stolen ambulance <laughs>
2: I feel like those are the kind of questions that you just don't want to ask watching this movie. Well, yeah, apparently, uh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I feel like it was like how uh, Michael Bay directs, but it was Bruce Willis just stepping all over the actual director. <laughs> From what I read, it was pretty contentious uh, behind the scenes. Bruce Willis was like leveraging his star status at the time. It was like, we're going to do this. And it's like the director who's like a solid director. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Was, uh, was it Robert Lehman, mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Lehman, Michael Lehman. So, like he had done, Like a good amount of other films in the '80s, and still continues to do stuff in in television, Dexter, True Blood, things like that. So it's like this dude knows what he's doing. And Bruce Willis was like, would just go behind his back and tell people to do stuff. He did. Michael Lehman did Heather's, Meet the
2: Applegates, Airheads. I believe Heather's was a was one of his uh, more successful movies. Correct?
0: Yeah, I think that's the one about the high school full of robots, Mm -hmm. something like that, or clones or something. Yeah. Um, and nothing else that I would recall. uh, Um, it's only a partial filmography that's listed on here, weirdly enough. But yeah, um, he's he's done work, it's not as if he was just some
1: unknown, yeah, he's not some geek off the streets. Like, there was real star power and money behind this movie, and it still turned out the way it (laughs) did,
2: yeah, weirdly enough. I really wanted to like this film going into it. I really wanted to like it, you know, I, I really tried to give it a chance, but uh. I don't know the the comedic thing there's just too many too many short shortcomings yeah when you're trying to do comedy and you do
1: it poorly it makes it worse than if you hadn't tried to and it just there were things that are funny like he Bruce Willis wanted to do a parody of the action films that he had been starring in uh, because again his jazz career just hadn't taken off and because it's like trying to be a parody the jokes were so heavy-handed Mm. Like cause no one involved in the film as far as I remember uh, had was like doing like spoofs of stuff like that wasn't the pedigree that they had these are right. comedians who are used to like you know making it's like they were the airplane movies for stuff. exactly and but that's, it's like he's trying to parody right. action movies and
2: but doesn't understand parody or action movies <laughs> <laughs> well that was the thing, so this movie came out in ninety one yeah in that same year you had hot shots come out. Um, You know, you had uh, a few years prior, you had things like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. You know, you had these amazing action action comedy movies. Yeah, Just really, really good. And I feel like this movie never really hit that stride and never really got that formula down to where it was campy enough to be really fun. The plot was semi-engaging, but still lighthearted enough for you to just kind of follow along. But Yeah, I think if it had been more
1: campy, like on purpose, mm -hmm. it could have been more fun. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Anyway real crazy chase sequence in an ambulance
0: (laughs) (laughs) to kind of tag on to what you guys were saying. Dick Tracy came out the year before wild. And I wonder how much that film impacted this one. It, you can tell that it's kind of trying to do a pulp noir kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just not hitting those notes. It's too well lit. It's not like jazzy enough. And even like modern day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, not it's not good
2: it's this movie this movie really stinks <laughs> i uh, there are like those couple redeeming qualities like this this ambulance scene that yeah uh, i'm not gonna lie like they're pretty fun they're really fun um i can appreciate the film trying to i don't want to say like go its own way kind of cut out its own path and be something something unique because it really wasn't for the genres at the time um those Those action comedies, but I don't know, there's some charm in it, kind of trying to do its own little thing,
0: yeah, you know what I mean yeah i mean i I watched it, and one of the things that I was thinking throughout the entire movie is like they really don't make movies like this anymore, where it's just kind of like. Fun and weird and dumb, and yeah. it doesn't really make that much sense, but it's like mm-hmm. it's doing its thing. And whether or not it's confident, like I think this movie lacks confidence in a weird way, if that makes yeah. any sense. Like
1: decisions are being made, but no one really knows why. And so, just like, well, it's in the script, so we got to do it. Yeah, th- here's, a,
0: here's a quote from the actual uh ambulance chase that i found to be uh really weird as bruce willis is hanging from the back of the truck because at, at some point okay just to describe <laughs> what happens he gets put into the back of this ambulance he wakes up and he mystically magically because he's an action badass yeah. punches out the mario brothers and they're just like oh let's kill this fucking guy forget
2: about the syringes man oh sur- that was amazing <laughs> this guy gets stabbed in the face with like 20 syringes that just happen to be sitting in the ambulance uncapped ready to impale somebody's iris you know this
1: is very dangerous (laughs) visual comedy at its (laughs) finest like if that had been in home alone it would fucking kill. me. <laughs> Joe
2: Pesci th- stabbed in the face with a syringe.
1: Nobody would have asked, why does this 12-year-old have access to 20 <laughs> open
2: syringes? <laughs> I just write in that his older brother has diabetes. It's <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was an abandoned building in New York City, you know, so who knows? <laughs> so the dude gets stabbed in the face with the syringes. The other dude's like,
1: fuck it, dude. Let's just fucking kill him, bro. Does he remember that there's a gun?
0: Yeah, he pulls out the gun. I can't remember how this happened, but the doors on the back of the ambulance shoot open, and the gurney shoots out. (laughs) And he's holding on, Bruce Willis is holding onto a cloth attached (laughs) to the ambulance, and he's on the freeway, and a young woman leans out of her window, and she says, Hey, mister, are you going to (laughs) die? And I was like, What the fuck is happening right now? What is this? And then he denies it. I can't remember in what way, but he was like, he was in a frantic, like, does it look like I'm going to die? And some shit like that. And then later, like maybe less than a minute later, he's just like, oh, God, why 100, I'm going to fucking die.
2: <laughs> Between those, though, I think one of the greatest things in that scene is the cigarette gag. There's this lady. She's driving her car, minding her own business, apparently oblivious to this you know, gurney speeding down next to her on the, on the highway. She takes her cigarette butt and flicks it. And then Bruce Willis just catches it right out of midair. Just... <laughs> Oh, menthol just throw, throws it like <laughs> it's a it's, good joke it is a good joke
1: it was a good one that worked yeah i do recall that uh i don't know That's wh- one of those that's one of those things was like man somebody wrote that and then it like that's one of the good ones that made mm. it through mm-hmm. and then if it kept like that weird like absurd comedy level the whole film it would have been one thing but For like sure. fact, like that's such a weird joke <laughs> <laughs> but
2: it's yeah. great though
1: yeah that's
0: naked gun tier yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he goes through the toll i don't i don't remember he just takes he th- the change out of his he pocket. He throws the change <laughs> in the toll. <laughs> he hits the the sky hook and fucking makes the change into the into the toll and just shoots through. Not phys- say,
2: physics don't really apply to this scene as he's like shooting on this gurney for
0: <laughs> miles, miles. <laughs> yeah, the wind doesn't knock the change out of the way or anything like that. And I'm pretty sure the gurney was low enough to the ground to where you could have just gotten right under it. But you know what? It's comedy. Let's just let's let's just let that slide (laughs) i don't remember how this happens but the the fucking ambulance crashes
2: oh yeah fiery explosion fiery explosion
0: mario brothers r.i.p the mario brothers
2: (laughs) meeting their demise (laughs) over the top fiery explosion and then what the the disease
0: quartet comes out (laughs) after after the gurney stops and has like a safe landing or whatever uh bruce willis goes over to the toll booth and he's just like making a call to tommy probably to come get picked up but then there's like the four people like the four the hit squad yeah Mm -hmm. where they've got candy names this time versus uh the diseases there was kit kat butterfinger almond joy almond joy and one other snickers 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 so Okay, I get having code names. I think Eddie at some point says like those aren't very threatening names. And she was just like, Well, it's better than being named diseases. Imagine being called syphilis <laughs> as a code name. Waka Waka. <laughs> like, oh fuck, come on. I feel on, like guys. there's
2: like different there's only what, four, five of them? I just feel like four. there was a lot of diseases to choose from. Like like you didn't have to go for that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Just my take on it. Very, very <laughs> odd choice in general.
0: So I guess to move o- away from the recap and move it into a review. Yeah, I kind of the the biggest issue that I had, especially with this gang, is that one dude is very
1: big. Sorry, I was th- watching the ambulance scene again. Oh, <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> I um, was trying to like
1: figure out why the explosion happens, and it's not explained. They just crash the just ambulance and it right? explodes in the air.
2: <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty uh, a pretty classic way to uh, to crash cars in like early '90s action yeah, films. Though they flip, and all of a sudden fireball but what
1: happens in this in this scene is that it catches fire in the air it doesn't (laughs) crash and then explode it it hits a car ramps up explodes in the air and then crashes hell yeah as if like the explosion (laughs) caused it to crash it would have just kept going in the air had it not exploded
2: well i think that was a i think that was actually a big safety concern in the early 90s uh ambulances were extra flammable and i think they did uh did some work on trying to get the uh, the random explosions of early '90s ambulances. It's also uh, around the same time down stops a little bit,
1: leaving all the syringes uh,
2: face up. <laughs> yeah, that, that is yeah. There's a big overhaul effort for uh, ambulance safety in those years. I think so. it's good. It's good <laughs> way to do it, America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Took us until 1991 to do it. That's <laughs> the true success of Hudson Hawk, because it revolutionized <laughs> ambulance safety? <laughs> this shit is unsafe. Oh, like, Those shit. aren't even special effects. That just happened <laughs> while the cameras are rolling. Okay, so
0: with this gang in particular, one of the biggest problems I had was you had this gigantic dude who obviously had a developmental disability. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, what are you guys doing to this guy? This poor dude is going to get killed out here because he's just hanging out with his friends. He's just having a good time. He doesn't see a problem with any of this. So you think
2: he's totally innocent? Uh, Butterfinger? Yeah, I think he's got a (laughs) developmental disability. So the whole movie, he's just trying to hang out. He's just like, like, all right, guys, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, sitting there drinking beers, just hanging out. Yeah, dude, that's exactly what I think it is. And
0: I, and granted, it's the '90s, so the stereotype is like he's a big dumb meathead. (laughs) But
1: like, that's like, he might also actually
0: have like a diagnosis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I think maybe there's something wrong here. There's there's got to be right, otherwise. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. There was a, a from my notes here after John wakes up after being kidnapped by the candy gang uh in, uh, in some, Rome. Yeah, he just wakes up in the Vatican.
2: By the way, I and, love and Andy McDowell's also there. I love how they did that too. They're like, we're just going to ship him in this box with like packing <laughs> peanuts. Like, we're just going to inject him with this random liquid from a syringe and he's just, he's good to go being Look. shipped. All, all the way across the world. In the 80s and 90s, if you
1: hit someone with a syringe or something, whatever you needed to happen was going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's like the plot moving device. Yeah, but just, just a syringe of something like it next was like, scene. It was that in chloroform. All you had to do was either <laughs> stab somebody with a syringe or cover their mouth for five seconds. And then boom. Hard like, transition, next scene. Yeah. What's going on? Just hard wipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> open back up. You're on a boat somehow.
0: <laughs> he wakes up in uh, in Rome uh this is is this when he's tied to the chair or is this
2: after or before he no moved? he just kind of opens yeah he opens this, the crate. this stuff. man-sized suitcase of packing peanuts and uh the butlers there oh yeah the knife butler <laughs> <This> <laughs>
0: with fucking, his enormous yeah. switch blades <laughs> god damn he was like this is who inspired one of the villains from hellboy the uh the nazi with the, the oh yeah time with the- <laughs> thing in his chest <laughs> and he had the blades mm-hmm. this is who clockwork. inspired that clockwork yeah <laughs> jeeves i can't remember what his actual name is fucking weird what a weird character this whole movie has like the
1: potential to be really fun and mm, great yeah mm. like the the singing is a fun Mm. idea
2: yeah every heist scene is like a different musical number that they do which
1: is some cool shit i think that's that's a very cool idea it's a good
2: idea but i don't think the execution was
1: if that were a a sketch I'd love it. I'd fucking, it'd be great. It's like a seven-minute sketch of like bank robbers, and instead of synchronizing their watches, they just start singing a song at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's really good. It was so he could show off his musical chops for that jazz album that never it's took nice. off. <laughs> God damn. Dude, man, I want to – I could fucking write an essay on <laughs> how desperately Bruce Willis wanted to be a jazz musician. Is That's that, so is that actually
2: a thing? Yes. I didn't know it's, that. It,
1: yo, he, First of all, you need to watch his uh, – Seagram's wine coolers commercials, because that's where I think that is Bruce, Wait, Willis. Bruce Willis did. He was Seagram's wine coolers he commercials. He was the face oh, of Seagram's um, wine coolers. They were trying to rebrand wi- wine coolers. Like so they're not, not the just reaction? for teenagers and old yeah. women anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and holy shit, we'll have to watch one because okay. they're incredible. Okay, I'm like, They're about all that. very musical, mm-hmm. and he wanted he like called himself Br- was like Bruno something. Bruno Mars was that? I don't. He may recall. have just been Bruno. He may have gone. <laughs> But yeah bruce willis desperately wanted to be a blues a jazz and blues singer oh like an actual singer he yeah, didn't acting, have... he was he's trying to leverage his acting career into being a musician wonder... and no one took, no one like was into it and so he went back to acting
2: and uh he's been bitter about it ever since i wonder if like danny aiello was trying to get down that too he's like listen let's make a movie we're gonna sh- we're gonna sing songs and we're gonna steal shit album we can be the Coming singing up. thieves yeah. <laughs> come on bruce you're a big star you're a big star brucey <laughs> this is this
0: is the time in the 90s too when there weren't a ton of like indie musicians if mm. this were bruce willis of today and he was a big action star he would have the albums out he would just continue yeah, like eddie murphy's oh, uh, sure. reggae albums Yo, how many albums albums plural oh jesus i really like sandra bernard in this uh, she's being fucking very over the top. Mm-hmm. She's the
2: villains, uh, wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Minerva. Minerva. McNally. Yeah. Those, oh my God. Those two, that was a, a competition. The whole movie who can be more over the top. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> the McDowell's are both trying to outdo each other.
0: Mm-hmm. It was very good. Like they were good villains. There's a part in this movie where the dog is like supposed to be biting his (laughs) dick and it just looks like he's getting his dick licked
2: by this dog. Well, he even says, he even says like, give me a couple more minutes. I was almost there. (laughs) I, I feel like, I feel like that's kind of like the summation of the kind of humor in this movie where you're like, all right, that's kind of funny. But I mean, it just kind of just falls a little flat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the movie is just comprised of a lot of these kind of jokes that, you know, they, they would be good. I don't know if it's maybe a different delivery that it needs or a different setup, you know, but uh, I just feel like that's lacking overall in this movie to make it that really kind of fun, enjoyable adventure comedy that it's trying to be, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe if it committed to any one idea yeah. of like, how are we going to go full spoof? Are we going to do crazy over the top action? Mm-hmm. Are we going to do, straight action movie but like heightened so that it seems like right. off
2: kilter even like some of the random there's like random slapstick stuff in there which just wasn't in anywhere else in the movie yeah. you know some random slaps you're like all right that you know, it's yeah funny. like it's not a comedic through line where like we're just gonna do slapstick exactly stuff.
0: yeah yeah Okay, there. I have to get this off my chest. The three or four things that stood out to me in this movie that really kind of upset me. Uh, this is going to be out of order and when they took place, but it's mostly lines. So Butterfinger at one point says, "Do you want me to rape him?" <laughs> I, I
2: I remember and that and then it was just silence in the scene. It was just silence for like a good eight nine seconds. He's like, "Is this the joke?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just sitting there. I was watching. I was like, uh.
0: I, It would have been, been really good if they, like, knew that they wanted to have, like, a character who maybe not mentally is all <laughs> there. Developmentally
2: disabled. <laughs> yeah. Dog.
0: And he says stuff. He just says really weird and crazy stuff because it's a group of villains who do bad shit to people. And, like, if they were just like,
1: oh, yikes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. Oh, like, either acknowledge that that's really fucking weird and make that the joke or just lean into it and admit that you're using rape as a joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, the other villains in the car just kind of skimmed over it. And then they gave him a cat in the hat book. Like, just read your, read your book. Yeah. Read your book. It's
0: like, it's <laughs> fucking weird. And then of course there's a dude who uses the Vulcan hand. Yes. thing. <laughs> the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird. Um, and there's a line that doesn't make any fucking sense to me that Bruce Willis says after he kills somebody, you won't be attending that hat convention in July <laughs> to the butler to <laughs> butler scissor hands. Yeah, I, because he cuts off his head i was like what the that's such fuck a weird
1: non sequitur it's not a joke that's not a good one-liner it's just, <laughs> no you're oh. referencing a thing that you made up just now <laughs> see oh, when i God. heard it
2: i was like maybe maybe the butler was talking about a hat yeah, convention like, earlier in the movie and i missed no. it somehow no it's okay, so it non sequitur.
1: A... <laughs> <laughs> it was like hat conventions aren't a thing bruce willis <laughs> Oh, God. And that's probably... That's the best take they had. That's the best version <laughs> of that joke that they had. That's the one that made it to screen. <laughs> oh, my God. The villains are like Glenn Beck
0: scammers in that they want you to just buy gold. Uh, and they, they have Da Vinci's device, right. which is the Philosopher's Stone, in effect, which will turn... Lead into gold. Right. And they said, oh, we're going to make so much fucking gold. We're going to destabilize the market and Mm -hmm. then we're going to short sell it and we're going to make a bunch of money. And I was like, well, okay, that's cool. And they were like, everybody needs to buy gold. You need to buy gold. And I was just like, oh, why does it sound like Glenn Beck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I
2: like them though. The McDowells were fun. That's an interesting plot though instead of like let's make a bunch of gold and then we'll have it as a reserve and we'll be the wealthiest people they're like no we're gonna make a bunch of gold let's ruin the economy yeah we're gonna destabilize the global economy by flooding the market with gold also
1: does the philosopher's stone only turn lead into gold can it transmute other elements because i feel like that's a much like that's a bigger discovery because lead into gold is fine but fine I mean if you
0: if you take a laser pointer and point it at it, it turns all of the oxygen into popcorn.
2: <laughs> so the movie theaters would be making billions. You just have to have a popcorn
1: room because otherwise everyone suffocates on popcorn immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just exactly. popcorn
2: coming out of people's mouths. <laughs>
1: <laughs> everyone just blows up like Nope, lost the reference. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the so
0: the movie For a second there, I was just like, oh, uh, towards the end of the film, I was like, oh, there are actually going to be consequences in this movie. It's fucking his boy, Tommy, is in Italy hanging out with the McDowell's for some reason. Mm -hmm. And he ends up in their limo at the end, like trying to stop them from getting away. The butler (laughs) and Andy McDowell or whatever the fuck the guy's name is Mm -hmm. are in the car. And Tommy's in there putting in work. On Mr. McDowell. Smashing
2: him in the face with his fist.
0: Yeah, he's he's actually like whooping their asses and somehow McDowell manages to escape and the butler's like alright, fuck this, I'm out too and he just sends the car over a cliff and it just fucking explodes and I was just like, yes, Tommy died like there are gonna be consequences in this movie. This wasn't a small
2: cliff either, this cliff this was an epic cliff.
0: Yeah, and the car again, while in the air, caught fire just Explosions? Yeah.
2: Vehicles back then, I'm telling you way more flammable <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad
0: the government stepped in and decided to regulate it. After watching these, the Anti-Explosive Vehicle
2: Act of '92, I believe it was.
0: (laughs) Oh shit! I can't remember who recommended this to us, but like, I'm so glad you did. I'm. I appreciate this experience because it's not a good movie. But it was a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Once. Yeah. I will yeah. never watch this again. <laughs> this movie, I will... I rented it from Amazon. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm upset that
1: I paid money for this. <laughs> I did not rent it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> might be a movie that just gets put on while other things are happening. Like, just to see if anyone notices this batshit insane film that's on. It's, it's definitely a bad, not
0: fun Dick Tracy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it has singing in it which is actually it's really good because if you're like a trained musician you can sing a song front to back in the same time every time yeah but like let's say you have somebody rushing or there's like a big break in a song like what yeah like
1: did they all go or like just obsessively listen to those like albums over and over again so they just like have it down did they go to school for music so they could (laughs) coordinate better like there's so many questions I can't wait until Hudson Hawk two. <laughs> oh
2: my god! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh fuck! I guess uh, my overall feelings on this movie aren't positive. I would say it's worth checking out if you've got time to kill and like three to three or four dollars to waste mm-hmm. on renting. But it's not. It was like a good try, and I can understand why Bruce Willis would be bitter about his career only being action movies, because this movie was a huge fucking failure. Yeah, and but it feels it,
1: like he was already kind of bitter at the time, which is how this film happened. It was mm-hmm. like, we're going to spoof that shit, and, I, and then I'll move on to other kinds of work. Yeah. But it's like, you don't have the acting range for Yeah,
2: Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Willis is, you know, it's, it's he Bruce is, Willis's character. He's like, he's one. He is uncharacteristically really fun in
1: uh, Death Becomes Her.
0: I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I actually Death haven't. Comes seen her one.
1: is this holy shit, Death Comes is really good. I'm gonna do an episode on that. It's uh it's Meryl Streep and Meryl Streep and Goldie Hahn. They're like friends who are eventually like enemies, and Bruce Willis is dating uh Goldie Hahn's character, mm-hmm. and Meryl Streep like steals her. Like steals him. And like physically? Oh I, I don't know, it's just She's, like, an actress, and she's, like, real flirty, and she, okay. like manages to get... They... She breaks them up and then marries him. Got it. But okay. he's, like, a doctor, and Andy McDowell's character, like, is having a... Her life just goes down, and she gets, like, this... Uh, like, it jumps forward, like, 20, 30 years later, and she... This, like, serum from, like, this weird vampire witch lady who's uh, just naked for no reason. <laughs> <has> <laughs> when did rip, this come out? As a bunch of ripped dudes, like... Uh, what was it 92 okay yeah all right so the year after hudson hawk he does bruce will he does uh, death becomes her an actual comedy in which he's actually really fun so he does have the range for it yeah it's and he's just- like it's like against type he's not it's not an action movie it's like a weird supernatural comedy where he's like this shitty sniveling like <laughs> battered husband <laughs> who's just <laughs> at the end of his rope and gets caught between like these two women who cannot die <laughs> And hate each other.
0: I'm going to check that out. (laughs) Yeah, Is that the one that uh, Shorty
1: has a shotgun and blows a
0: hole? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Goldie Han shoots Meryl Streep point blank and shoots a hole. Or no, other way, Meryl Streep shoots Goldie Han. But before that, there's a really weird, like uncomfortable, but it turns funny sequence where after Meryl Streep also gets this weird, like, immortality serum thing. Uh, she's getting in an argument with Bruce Willis and they're like fighting and uh, they're like at the top of the stairs and you're like holy shit he's gonna fucking murder his wife right now <laughs> and she like he catches her I think he either catches her or like she's wearing heels like the heels stop her from falling and then something happens and she falls and it's very like it's almost grotesque she falls down the stairs and like breaks her neck and you're like holy shit and it just he, and he bristles freaking out it's very like it's very it's like kind of uncomfortable because you just watch the man kind of murder his wife mm-hmm. but like he's like legit freaking out and then in the background like he's like he's losing it he's like talking he's like I gotta get out of here I, like He's like calling Goldie Hawn. He's like, Oh my God, I did it. She's fucking dead. I don't know what to do. And then you see in the background, Meryl Streep, which is like, she like gets up and you like see the bones at her neck. <laughs> all like, it's very, it's a very good movie. I'm going to have to check this out. <laughs> actually. Definitely that see sounds,
0: Death that Becomes cool. Her. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be watching that soon.
2: Let's get final thoughts on the movie. Yeah. As far as an action comedy goes, what this movie seemed to be kind of striving for, um, a lot of what makes these movies classics cult classics is uh they're just fun they're just fun movies overall you know they're funny um the plot moves in unexpected directions um the world that they build it's set up for uh, a little bit of suspension of disbelief physics might not always behave the actual way that that they should things like that which makes these uh adventures a little a little more um off the cuff makes them you can appreciate them a little more um But as far as that goes, I feel like the world that they built and the charm that they're kind of trying to pull out of this movie just isn't really there. It just kind of falls flat. Yeah, there's no consistency. Exactly. Yeah, there's no consistency. They're going different directions instead of focusing on like, let's just make this this campy, fun uh, adventure action movie. Um, And I think kind of splitting it in a whole bunch of different directions, uh, it just loses its charm. And it's an interesting movie to watch for a few scenes, mainly the, uh, the ambulance scene, which is amazing. And then the dog getting shot out of the window. That was amazing too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh,
2: but yeah, as, as far as everything in between these little small moments, it's not really enough to redeem the film as a whole.
1: Yeah. I feel very similarly. Like it could, if there's, you can see the seams and like there's the original story and then they were separate people who wrote the script and then there's that's being filtered through they, an otherwise solid director who's just being fucking undermined constantly uh, by the lead actor. And you can see how many directions the film's being pulled in at all times. And because it doesn't have that consistency, like a movie can be weird in a way that like is off-putting to general audiences but because mm-hmm. there's a through line if there's a through line it'll connect with people and that's how they become whole sure. classics of course it's like, oh well maybe like the mass general audience didn't really hold grab onto this when it first came out but for people who like get are like into that specific kind of thing mm-hmm. it
2: works yeah that's that charm
1: yeah. that, that factor you know and it, because it's so many different things no one can really grab onto any one thing yeah nice yeah, so I think
2: that
0: the movie sucks. It's not good. <laughs> it, again, I share the sentiments with you two. It's not very charming. It's not good in a lot of ways. It's I'm it's engaging. It's fun for one time viewing just to kind of see how fucking weird and crazy it is. And the McDowells are fun. Like yeah. they are fun characters in this. But it's not worth watching beyond that. Like it's not A repeat viewing experience that anybody should have. It's wacky, but like not in a good way. It's inconsistent, as you guys said. There's no charm, as you guys said. And I don't know why this movie exists at all. (laughs) Well, I know why it exists and why it's in its current form, but it's just not good. After these messages, we're gonna get into the titular segment. No concessions. All right. See you after the break. You know, to be honest, I've got nothing for this break. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash no concessions. And we're back. Uh, Welcome back to No Concessions. This is the titular segment, No Concessions, where we talk about one movie that we will cape for for the rest of our lives. One movie that means so much to us that we will not concede one bit in our idea of it oh, man. or how we view the movie, not like view
2: as in watch, yes. but how
0: we see the movie, but not see as in watch.
2: <laughs> so is this, is this a movie that's generally regarded as a failure or a flop or something that's not generally liked and we defended? No, it's just whatever movie you like, okay. whichever one. Okay. Uh,
1: Charles, why don't you start us off? I firmly stand behind the man from uncle. Really? I fucking love that movie. I've seen I've seen The Man from U.N.C.L.E. easily like 45 times. What? I love that movie, dude. It's a it's a Guy Ritchie film came out a couple years ago, 2015. Um Henry Cavill, Army Hammer. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but is it Emily Blunt?
0: It or is, is it that
1: woman from It's Alicia Vikander, Laura Croft and Tomb Raider. Oh, all right. Well, cool. Anyway, so Based on the show from the '60s, um, and it's it's a style over substance movie for sure. The plot is fine; it's serviceable. Um, it's enjoyable enough to keep stuff going, but I think it's so fun to watch. I think it's Henry Cavill is kind of flat in it. He's he only seems to have like once he has his American accent on like you know both that and the superman what's the american accents on he he's really limited mm-hmm. in terms of how but like it works in this movie he's like such this like smooth cool asshole that's really engaging to watch uh army hammer is just like this madman and he's i always forget how big army hammer is as a man the man's because henry cavill's a big dude he's I think six four i mean you gotta cast a big dude as superman army hammer is easily two three inches taller than him and shit. he's just this is monster of a man, and they're both so committed to their characters, and every like all the shots look really good. The music is used, like the sound design of this movie is also very. I don't. It's my probably one of my favorite movies that's come out mm. uh, ever. Uh, it's, no. Like it's probably number two for me. I love everything about this movie. I like the costume design, I like the weird Cold War setting which is accurate for the mo- for like based on you know it being based on a series that came out in the 60s. Like I think the comedy is really good, the action scenes. Sequ- Guy Ritchie does action sequences really well. Mm-hmm. Um it's kind of his thing. But uh, all of them are written super well, like they do he does like real fun stuff with uh with um the shots. Like there's one like the scene where uh Henry Cavill's character is sitting in a truck while Army Hammer is like trying to like dodge these guards in a boat. And that's a really cool sequence. And then it pulls back to Henry Cavill in a car. Like in a truck. And he's just like that's his escape plan. He's just like waiting for Army Hammer to figure his shit out. And he's just like he finds that there's someone's left their lunch in it. He's just eating and like drinking the wine and <laughs> it's like just hanging out and you just like see in the background that this chase sequence is still going on it's so it's really good that movie's real fun and a lot of people i've talked to about it did not like it no, <laughs> i don't understand why this is the most it's like this movie was made for me specifically i'm very into it it's kind of dumb but it's really fun and funny and it looks really cool and i can like there i've watched it like two days in a row before i'm like (laughs) watch it on a friday night and then watch it again the next day like i love this movie
2: (laughs) oh shit wow that's amazing wow (laughs) and
1: i've tried to get other people into it and like five of the people i've shown it enjoyed it but never want to watch like no one else wants to like repeatedly view this movie and it's a real bummer so i usually just watch it by myself
2: (laughs) have you seen this movie i admittedly have not but I'm going to fix that today. Yeah. To check after it this. Out. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Check it out. Love it. I've, I've seen the movie. I thought it was boring as fuck. <laughs> <in all> you <honesty. laughs> know, I, Henry Cavill's acting very stilted in the yeah. movie and it does work in its favor, but army hammer to me is just a bad actor. So I was just, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. And then Alicia for or what? She's playing a very stereotypical character,
1: and she's barely. She's not. She's in a lot of the scenes, but she's not really in the movie. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I can understand. You made your case for it. Yeah, you made your, And I when, got, I, when I when I when I put I mean, it I'm on the I'm list, I was like, so. Denzel. Denzel. I we haven't talked about it. Like I know Denzel did not like Man <laughs> <and Uncle>. <laughs> like, <laughs> As much as it is definitely a movie for me, it is aggressively not a movie for him. <laughs> Absolutely not. How about you,
0: Sean? Ooh.
2: Honestly, so a, a film I've always really enjoyed but wasn't very well received is uh The Fountain by Darren Aronofsky. Oh, shit. So yeah, so the thing is I've read a lot about it and a lot of people just did not like it. Um Hugh Jackman, Rachel Weiss, uh, and it basically it's kind of like it's kind of like this this epic that takes place through these these three different time periods and how uh how their story all kind of ties together. Um uh, like any good Aaron, uh, excuse me, like any good, uh, Aronofsky film, the visuals are just a treat. Like it's, a, yeah, it's, it is visually very engaging. It's very engaging. Yeah. Um, really, really amazing. Uh, as far as, hmm, as far as something a little easier though, I would probably have to say one of my favorite films, uh, since I watched it when I was just a young lad uh, probably Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, um, okay. just because at the time, I was really into cinematography, trying to shoot a lot of my own uh, scenes, things like that. Um, and uh, Sam Raimi, the director, watching what kind of shots he pulls off in Evil Dead, and then especially in Evil Dead 2 as well, they're super unique very original really fun like I mean, you he's inventing like building rigs exactly to get this in the middle of no like in the middle of the woods exactly on no budget exactly you know you have like no name actors yeah, actresses just his friends yeah just making a fun movie overall you know like camera coming up skirting along the ground flying up and crashing through a window yeah. into somebody's face it's like that's a that's that's a really cool shot it's ambitious and you can only do it one time that's the thing and it's a cool shot for somebody who who was Sam Raimi at yeah. the time,
1: you know, he hadn't gone to school for it. He exactly. was like, I like movies mm-hmm. and I can't afford a camera. Yeah. <laughs> and I
2: have access to this cabin. Let's fucking <laughs> let's do it. And that, and I think that's what makes the movie a lot of fun and really original because you have these, you know, not really structured shots. And then it's just like a shot. Oh, I think this would actually look really cool. Let's figure out how to do it. Let's build a rig to, to, to make it. And so at least for me, there was um, a lot of really cool inspiration is like, you don't need to be classically trained, you know, you don't need to be Spielberg to make something that's engaging and fun and moving to watch. You know, um, I mean, t- just the fact that he was able to make Evil Dead 2, which is
1: effectively an, a remake of the first one with a bigger is. budget and campier, Because the first, but like legitimately, the first Evil Dead still kind of like creeps me out. Like it's the way it's, it's shot, still good. There's a lot of atmosphere that in mo- that movie. Yeah.
2: Moaning and, from like out in the woods. What is, oh my God, like what weird, is that thing? Uh,
1: tree rape scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <It was>, Classic. <laughs> oh, i
2: seen in almost every anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that film really, amazing. actually. And if you, uh, if you're interested, there's a, a book, Bruce Campbell, uh, yeah. a while back, he wrote a book called, um, confessions of a B movie star, if yep. chins could kill. And in that book, he actually talks about a lot of, uh, the ways that, you know, they shot, they shot certain scenes, things like that. Really interesting read really good just check it out if if you're a Bruce Campbell fan at all um but yeah I, i'd probably say those are those are probably my my two kind of cheated and took two but oh yeah all
0: right well good if anybody had listened to the previous podcast we were doing you'll know that i have an affinity for speed racer yep. from 2008 <laughs> speed racer was almost mine i was like
1: no nah, he will talk about speed racer yes absolutely i fucking love speed Racer, yeah the wachowski speed racer is wachowski's however you pronounce their last name fucking beautiful film so
0: the movie in itself and granted if that movie were released now people would be like oh why wouldn't you put asians in the movie i guess stars like <laughs> yeah. a speed racer and speeds family but who gives a fuck about and that?
1: also emile hirsch is a bad dude apparently is he yeah i forget exactly what but he was it's lady stuff oh well it's too bad because I own the movie already.
0: <laughs> it's probably one of the greatest adaptations ever made. And I say that because truly it's not an adaptation that's taking the source material mm-hmm. and trying to just put it on the screen. Something like uh, ghost in the shell from a few years ago tried to do. Right. It took the source material and they said, what if we just made this, but in real life? What the Wachowskis did, Wachowskis, I can't pronounce the name either. What they did was they took the source material and they said, how can we make this our own? And what they did was made basically candy for movies.
1: It is a live action cartoon in the best sense.
2: Absolutely. And that adaptation making it their own the thing is it's like different forms of media some things work in books better than they work in film yeah. or television or things like that so adapting it to your medium i think is something that it's, it's a skill really a true imp- skill and yeah, yeah. they fucking got it I mean, they, they're, they're incredible so it's probably
0: one of the only movies that i've ever seen where i've been like yo like this is this is the peak right here i've talked about this in the past with music where somebody will say like Oh, do you still listen to this artist? I've recently talked about this in regards to an artist named Flying Lotus. Yeah, and somebody asked, like, "Yo, like, do you still listen to this artist, or like, what do you think?" And I was just like, "No," because he put out one album in like 2008, which was the greatest album I had ever heard by him, and Mm -hmm. probably one of my favorites. I still have the vinyl over here. It's the album Cosmogramma, and it's easily. One of the best albums I've ever heard in my fucking life. And it's not necessarily something that I would say is universally applied. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the Beatles, you're not going to get a kick out of Cosmogramma. Cosmogramma is like a jazz hip-hop album. Okay, kind of like a lo- lo-fi hip-hop almost? He So he was the progenitor of lo-fi hip-hop. I think Dillo would probably... Well, Probably they're from, they're from the same title. class of stuff right? right like it's before lo-fi hip-hop was a thing flying lotus had been producing music you did a lot of the adult swim bumpers if you remember that yeah. okay
2: the, okay ooh, okay uh
0: like massage situation is the name of that song okay got it so the reason why i bring that up is because speed racer if anybody ever tries to adapt that for anything else there's already the one for me like right. the one perfect adaptation for me, right. which is that 2008 version. There's never going to be another speed racer that's released that I watch. And I say, Oh, this is way better than this. Like I kn- like, know, like no one might say has been
2: done so well. Yeah, like, That's it. It's been done. That's it. That's like, you know, put a little bow on it. You're good. Yeah. It's, perfect to me the colors yes. the costume
1: design i had to buy that movie on blu-ray because like i need the best possible version of this for home media because i lost my shit in the theater watching that movie.
0: it was i watched it it was even though granted it came out at a time when i was still working at the movie theater mm. i watched that movie three or four times in the theater yeah even though i got free tickets not i, I wish i had seen
1: it more than once in the theater it, it was,
0: was one of the best scenes in that movie is at night when it's the semi semi truck chase yes. and so there's a chase scene in mm-hmm. the film. Have you seen it?
2: I I have not. Okay. So, I'm going to have to scene. get a list from you guys after this cuz I feel like my uh my film knowledge is sorely lacking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll help you out. Please, I'd, I'd appreciate that. At one point in the movie at night, it's this chase with a semi truck. The bad guys have the Korean cat on board their their semi and they're like beating him up or whatever. And Racer X comes to save him. Racer X being like Speed Racer's brother. Spoilers for a show from 60 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this chase is so insane because like the lighting on the truck is crazy. It's like... It's so hard to explain because it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're walking around in Vegas for the first time mm-hmm. and you're looking up and you see all these yeah. lights in the dead of night and you're like, "This is fucking crazy!" Right. Like I didn't know this was like possible. Just kind of sensory overload, kind of deal. Yeah, and that's what this chase scene is like because they start firing missiles out of the truck. It's, the plumes of smoke are colored beautifully as it's well. Wild. It's so fucking good. It's a beautiful looking movie. Like the plot, it's a kids, it's a movie for kids. Yeah. So it's not, of course, like the Dark Knight Rise of movies but it's chill enough to where it's like it's
1: very straightforward it's very easy to understand the plot and they use it to like it's just straight up how can we do as many different visual things in one sequence as possible like oh what's this it's this race that covers a bunch of like speed racers trying to win enough races to win the grand prix that's it start start to finish that is his goal from the first scene we see him as a a child like he wants to race wants to win the grand prix mm-hmm. that's where he's going for and that's all you need and it works super well and they're like there's that big race sequence where it's like it's over like a couple days and they're going to like all these different like terrains yeah, and so just is it changing the is background it kind of like, oh, it's
2: so good so yeah. is it kind of like george miller-esque like newer mad max fury road kind of visual stuff no like action sequences it's
0: literally like a cartoon oh, okay
2: if like well, right. think of how candy
1: taste <laughs> that's how well, you haven't works. had like okay, your you favorite really candy you so haven't amazing. had in a long time
0: it's it's Cow literally tails. eye candy it's it, visually stunning and like the acting is not bad it's mm-hmm. like it's, it's, even it's, the kid in it is
1: pretty decent yeah he, he could have been it could, those sequences could be really annoying like handled differently because i mean it's a it's a little kid and a chimpanzee and they're in a lot of scenes. <laughs> yeah absolutely and it should be annoying as fuck especially after the first time you've seen it it's not it's still like charming and funny and then but like it's frenetic this uh-huh. movie is stuff is happening all the time okay
2: yeah i really i really need to get this yeah i really need to see it's, this yeah One speed of the racer best.
1: is a true masterpiece it and it i feel really like is. people were like oh that was weird and it was it's weird it's fucking weird but it's so fun mm-hmm. yeah and the story, like, I'm not even going to shit on the
0: plot or the story because it makes sense because it's a very kind of American story, too. Yeah, It's this gigantic corporation run by a guy with a weird accent who wants to buy out the mom and pop so he can get the goodwill. Whose name are mom and pop? Yes. <laughs> mom and pop racer. Really <laughs> weird <the> couple. <laughs> like, <Okay>. like Sean <laughs> Goodman is having so much fucking fun. Yes. He's like a Greco-Roman wrestler, mm-hmm. like, from in another life. He was a, a great
1: fight sequence it's pop uh racer x and speed are all fighting they're fighting ninjas yes they fight ninjas in a hotel room in monaco it's
0: so sick the movie i i can't say enough positive shit about this movie. and this was the
2: wachowskis you said yes. okay exactly. i mean 2008 if it has their name on it i'm already sold on it so yeah, just don't watch sense eight ever that movie or so sense eight i feel like that would that has such promise honestly yeah that i was all about it in the beginning and then just my excitement just fell off a cliff with that one very bad but all right
0: so on the voting block for patreon is the man from uncle i'm gonna say evil dead and speed racer so vote for the movie that you think is the best of the three on no concessions thank you sean cheers thank you charles yes sir Thanks everybody for listening and uh tell us why you're not going to the concession stand. Bye. That's it. Get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>